there'll be no church next week. Father, I just ask you to uh, fill my heart with your words, Lord, that you lift us up and comfort us today, Lord. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Galatians chapter 5, verse 19. 19 and 20. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentiousness, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, self-ambitiousness, dissensions, heresies, and it goes on and on. That's just what the flesh does. That's what we continue to go back towards. That's the things that we continue to do because that's what we do in the flesh. But there's a big word in here, and that's sorcery. Sorcery broken down from the Hebrew to the Greek is pharmakia and pharmakia to pharmacy. So today, our biggest issues in the world are pharmaceutical products. People don't want to believe that. People don't want to hear that. But that's what it is. That's what I promote here all the time. Sometimes it gets tired of hearing me, tired of hearing the same thing. But that's what it is. Drugs have taken over the entire planet, one way or another. And part of it is because we like it. Our nature likes it. What we don't understand is the reason why it's happening is under the theme of sorcery is Satan is using that to separate us from the worship of God. Romans chapter 8, verse 7. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor it can be. So in other words, when I start thinking of the flesh issues, I don't fall under God's will. I fall under my flesh wills, which chases all those other things. Once I have sorcery embedded in my heart and I'm chasing drugs, then adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, all falls into play. Satan has a run, and I'm mad at God. <laughs> Why? Because that mind can't even fellowship with God. When I'm in that mode, I can't go anywhere but into destruction. Until I come to my senses and start chasing God... That's where I have to go. And where it ends, who knows? Incarceration, psychiatric facilities, 
more drugs to come off the drugs. James chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it's full grown, brings forth death. All right? So if I come back into pharmaceutical thinking, right, that these drugs will make me better some way, then I'm now chasing the desires of what the drugs are telling me to chase because I'm enticed by them. As I get enticed by them, I forget everything else that I'm doing and I chase that till it comes to a point where I'm no longer fellowshipping with God and I'm just going down the drain in a rapid pace. And what? It brings forth death. Death of relationships, jobs, cars, family. Everything goes out the window. Because sin is conceived. It went from a thought which I should cast down to enticing me to chasing a desire that I shouldn't be chasing and not a willingness to stop. I don't want to stop. I'm not going to call this person. I'm not going to go to church. I'm not going to get in my Bible. I'm going for this ride. <coughs> Romans chapter 7, verses 22, 23. For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. I'm incarcerated in it. I'm willingly incarcerated in the sin that I'm chasing, and I like it, and I don't want to have anything to do with God. How do I know that? Because I'm not thinking about God when I'm held captive in that situation. I'm only thinking of the desire of what will relieve me from whatever I need to be chasing this for. Sex, drugs, or rock and roll. Whatever it is that I'm chasing other than God, I am held captive in that and can't release myself from it because my members like it, my body likes it, and God's nowhere around because I won't let him in. And it all just keeps going down the drain, right? I have to make some changes in my life, right? So if God is over here, sin nature, the devil and the world are over here, and I refuse to bring God over here with me or refuse to leave here and go hang out with God, I'm stuck with the results of whatever this world is going to give me. And I become a willing partner in there of sin. A willing partner of Satan, per se. He's doing the directions, and I'm following him. Until I get to a point where someone takes charge of me. Somehow, somewhere in here, someone's going to take charge. I'm either going to let God take charge, I'm going to let the world take charge, which usually ends up in incarceration someplace. Everybody fed up with me. I'm fed up with myself. 
I don't want to have anything to do with me or the rest of the world, and I certainly don't want to talk to God at this point in time. If nothing else, God allowed me to go do this, right? Why didn't God stop me? How come God keeps letting this happen? Where has God gone? How come all of this destruction is going on? Because Satan's on a run. <laughs> it's the final moments for Satan. He wants to take everybody he can with him. He wants to intervene from anything that we may possibly do as Christians to try to help someone get out of those situations. He's going to put splitters in families, splitters in relationships so that we don't have that fellowship. And just drive the nail home. What do we want in life? What do you want to do with life? You've got to stop walking in that silliness of flesh. You can read your Bible all day long. If you don't put it in action, it's junk. You can read your big book in other situations. If you don't put it to action, it's junk. You can live in misery all your life. Your choice. 2 Corinthians 10.5 For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and obeying and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. That's a lot of stuff in one little <laughs> setup. So in other words, I don't want to be I don't want to be captive to sin, I want to be captive to God. Right? Bringing every thought into captivity. My thought has been in the captivity of sin. I want to bring it into the captivity of God and do nothing but think of God. So when it comes, any issue comes, first thing I'm going to do is run to God. Run to fellowship with people that are of God. That's my first place. My first fellowship should be someone that's a Christian that I'm going to fellowship with and say, Hey, listen. I'm in a jam. I want to sin. Sin is taking over me. I'm having a hard time casting it down. I don't want to be captive to the sin. I want to be captive to God. That's what I've always wanted to do, right? For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. That's who I've always wanted to be. Yet when I go there, I get this pull back into the world. Because my desires, because I won't cast down the thoughts. I hold on to the thoughts. I chase them farther. Then everything looks like it's misery. I'm not going nowhere. I'm not getting this. I just feel like drinking today. I just feel like drinking today. That's not the person that... For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. Doesn't say, I think I'll go drinking today. Right? That's the captivity of sin. That's the warring, right? The warring that's going on in us. I don't want to have the warring. I want to settle in with Christ. I want to settle in here and be comfortable here in Christ. But I have a carnal mind that once I start thinking of the, 
the other side. I get trapped in it, and I don't want to be with Christ. I want to be with the fun over here. The fun just goes right down the drain. Right down the drain. Bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, right? And being ready to punish all disobedience. I want to punish that disobedience. I, you're not coming into my life. You're no good in my life. I'm not allowing you over here. But what we end up doing is going, I don't want you in my life. I don't want God in my life. I want to go do this. We do it without even saying those words back and forth. Right? We don't say, God, I don't want nothing to do with you today. I'm going to get high. We go get high and go, oh, God ain't here. <laughs> but what you actually did is said, I don't want nothing to do with you today. That's the warring. I want to punish disobedience in myself. No, I'm not doing it. You're not taking part of my life. I want to be captive by Christ. The only one that can do that is me allowing myself. I'll allow myself to go to jail. I'll allow myself to end up living down by the river. I'll allow myself to be anywhere other than with Christ. And then when I get to the greatest jackpot, and I go, oh, God, where are you? <laughs> after I kicked them out of my house. <clears throat> That's how we get to the world that we have today. We have this world today that is just so spun around and fighting with ourselves and arguing between each other. There's no more conversations. Drugs. Drugs are so prevalent right now. When I was a kid, <clears throat> drug dealers would be like, I got some new stuff. You're really going to feel good on this stuff. And you kind of fell into that belief and you took those drugs. Now drug dealers want you dead. They just want you dead. They don't care. They want to sell their product and kill you. That's all they want to do. You tell me where that comes from. If that ain't direct from Satan, I don't know what is. Why does, the, why does it want you dead? It doesn't want you fellowshipping with God. And if you don't have God in your life and you haven't received him in your heart, then you're not going to go to heaven, so he wants you dead in hell with him. Those are facts. <laughs> That's why every person you know, you've got to go seek out. You've got to share the word of God with everybody that you possibly can. They may be gone in a moment. Nobody leaves their house in the morning going, guess what, I'm going to shoot dope tonight and be dead. I'm going to drink alcohol for 50 years and be dead from it. Nobody does that. It's just what happens. Why? Because we stay in the warming of our mind, we continue with the battle in the flesh, and the flesh wins all the time, and we end up in sorcery, and now we're in trouble. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable perfect will of God. I want to be transformed from all the thoughts that I have over here about being okay with fooling around, driving my bike stupid, hanging out with people. I go with people. I go angry with people to be angrier. <laughs> that was cool. I don't want to do that anymore. I want to go with people that want to fellowship with God and want to have peace in their heart no matter what the storm is. And the only place I can get there is through Jesus Christ. I tried it through everything else. It didn't work that way. 
It's time to make some changes in our lives, right? What? Transforming. I have to renew my mind. My wiring is all wrong. Right? When, when a drug dealer is selling some drugs and everybody dies, we all run to them to buy the best dope that you can buy. That's wrong wiring. We go, to, we go to car shows. We go to these ultimate car shows. I remember <coughs> as a kid, we used to go to these car shows. New England Dragway, Sunday! New England Dragway, right? We get out there and the funny cars are down there. What were they running on? Alcohol. We're sitting in the audience drinking beers of alcohol while the car's jetting out of there and the flames are coming out the back from the stuff I'm drinking. And saying, hey, what a great time I'm having. Go on. Wiring in our mind is off. Why? All we have to do is go to the renewing of our mind through Jesus Christ, follow what he suggests for us, and we can get to where we need to be. It's pretty simple. We just don't want to go there because we're hostile towards that. Our flesh wants to do what the flesh wants to do. Wants to go and have a ball until it turns into uh, a nightmare, which it does. Haven't gone to any that really haven't. Romans chapter 13, verses 13 and 14. Let us walk properly as in the day not in rivalry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ, make no provisions for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. Wow, how do I get out of this mess? Walk with Jesus all day long. <coughs> Just walk with him. Just get up and walk with Jesus. Where are you, go how, where are you going today? I'm going, I don't know where Jesus takes me. I'm going with him today. Oh, I'm going to go with Satan. I get choice. I go with Satan, I go with Jesus. If I don't take Jesus, the only other answer is I'm taking Satan. Why? Because I'm going to take my flesh and my sin nature with me, which is only going to end up in a satanic mode. Might not think that's what it is, but that's what it is. If I don't bring Jesus with me, I'm in trouble. Now, I automatically, as a Christian, bring Jesus with me because the Holy Spirit lives in me. And then when I decide that I'm not going to listen to Jesus and I go over here to my sin nature, I just brought the Holy Spirit into a place I wouldn't bring. There's places I wouldn't take some people. I just wouldn't take them there, but I took the Holy Spirit with me. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit can't do nothing about it. He can make suggestions. He can tug on my shoulder. There ain't a whole bunch he can do about it when I decide to step off into that. Because God said, I will not demand you to come out of there. I will not drag you out of there. He touches our shoulders. He says, come quietly, please. But I won't want to go there if I'm walking with Jesus. If I'm staying in the Word of God, I won't want to go there. And the Word of God isn't reading the words word for word. It's putting them into action in your life. You have to put the action in your life. No action. You know, you can have gasoline here, an engine there. If you don't put them together, neither can work. Right? You can have all the cigarettes in the world. If you don't light the end of it with a match, you've got nothing. If you've got alcohol sitting there, it ain't going to do nothing if you don't drink it. Dope can't get you high if you don't put it in your body. 
Sin can't take you over and hold you into captivity if you refuse to go there. <laughs> but we go there because we like it. Even as much destruction as it's caused us, we still say we like it. I want to go for the ride. Hop on board, go for the ride. Hop on board and go for the ride with Jesus. See what happens. Life is not going to be real easy. Just because you ask Jesus into your life doesn't mean that everything becomes a bed of roses. Ask the apostles. <laughs> ask anybody that's being persecuted right now and they're being persecuted around the world right now. Right? Tortured, crucified, burned to death. That's happening right now to Christians. Be grateful for what we have. They're being martyred. That's not the wrath of God being poured upon them. That's martyrdom. That's, it's believe it or not, it's a blessing in God's eye. That they do it for the name of Jesus. Will you stay sober today for the name of Jesus? Will you not smoke today for the name of Jesus? What would you be willing to be martyred for today in the name of Jesus? What would that be? Today you're going to do something phenomenal for Jesus. What's it going to be? one thing in your life, right? Today, I'm going to clean that up. Just for Jesus. Because when we go for the run, we don't say it, but we're going for the run for Satan. He's totally taking charge. And once my mind is immersed in drunkenness, now drunkenness can be over a car, can be over a woman, can be over a job. It can be over anything. It doesn't have to have anything to do with drugs or alcohol. It's just drunkenness. Just not of right mind thinking of something more than I'll think about Jesus. That's drunkenness. Strife and envy. Fighting over things that I really, i got to get this job. If God wants you to have it, you'll have it. If he doesn't, you won't. Satan can get you that job, and then everything else falls apart, right? I take this job. I know God gave it to me. I had to fight to get it, but it wasn't the job that God really wanted you. And all of a sudden, you're not in church. You're not fellowshipping with who you wanted to fellowship with. You're not going to the places you used to go. And the next thing you know, you're celebrating with sin. And then you go, how did I get here? Because you made it happen. You didn't let God have it happen. Romans chapter 7, 24 and 25. O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord, so then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. Sin is always going to be upon me. I don't have to accept it. I don't have to allow it in my house. I don't have to allow it in my heart. I can rest in the law of God. I can rest once I make it actions and not just words. Words are easy. It's like telling people they love you. I love you. And you never see them again. You don't know what happened. Where'd their love go? God loves you no matter what. No matter who you are, where you've been. God loves you. When I walk in the word of God, 
I don't carry guns anymore. I don't need bail money anymore. I don't use drugs as a relief in my life anymore. I walk in the Word of God. I have everything that I could possibly need. Now, I may want a whole bunch of other things, but I only need a couple of things. By walking in the Word of God, my life is transpired. My neighborhood is transpired. My family is transpired. And then whenever I get stuck in the flesh, it all turns to garbage. And I have to come back to the Word of God. And that's where things go awry. When I start falling into sin, because I like sin, and the sin becomes my flesh, I'm going to hold strong, I'm going to lock up in it, and then sooner or later I need some relief. Where is my relief going to be? Right? My relief needs to come when I'm happy, when I'm sad, when I'm angry, when I'm in love. I remember back in the day I had this girl, I started dating this girl. She was sober and I was sober, and it was like her parents didn't like me. They were afraid I was going to take her drinking. It's like, I don't drink. I'm not, we're not going to do that. I didn't know what to do. I had a date. I didn't know what to do. So I took it over bar. Because <laughs> that's all I knew. That's the only place I could think of going. And it was just total destruction from that point on. It was horrible. But that's all I knew. Because I didn't fellowship with anybody that didn't do anything else. And the idea is to fellowship with people from church. Fellowship with people that aren't just reading the Bible, but are acting in the Bible. They're living their life. They're going through trials and traumas. These celebrations of life have turned into just unbelievable victories for God. Instead of being a, a moment of nothing but sheer misery. We're bringing in some delight. We're bringing in the word of God. Everywhere we go, we bring God with us. The things that can change our life are in this book. That's where it comes from. This book. The Bible. Basic instructions before leaving earth. If I can't get it here, I'm not going to be allowed to get it there. I'll get it here. I'm going to walk in it. I'm going to talk in it. People see me coming. They duck. They don't want to hear the word of God. They don't want to hear it. Many people that I know that have came here, been through here, been places of even worse destruction, they duck, go the other way. Because they don't want to walk in the word of God. And I'm not always the most pleasant person to meet in the street. I do my best with it. But we offer the word of God. That's what he wants us to do. Go and do the will of God. It's in some steps that we have written on the wall. Step 11. Go and do the will of God. Not my will. Not the rest of the world. But the will of God. Right? Oh, wretched man that I am. That's what I am. I'm a wretched guy. If I do what I desire, people will be real upset. Because I still have the thought to do my desires of the flesh, but I cast them down and I do the will of God. I want to be obedient of Christ. That's what I want to be. When I was obedient out there to sin and my nature and the world, 
I thought it was good, but it was really bad. None of that compares to one day of misery in Christ. Life can be what you make it. And what you make it, if you bring God in with you, right? The mind I serve myself, serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin, I'm either going to act on one or the other. There's my choice. There's my rule every day. Which one am I going to choose to? As soon as I say I want to do the flesh, I'm going to say, okay, can I bring God with me? If I can't bring God with me, I shouldn't ought to be going. Can I bring God into this conversation? If I can't bring God into the conversation, then I probably shouldn't have the conversation. It's probably all about me and my flesh. And that's where we are. He can't, he can't do his best work with me if I'm not willing to have him there. <laughs> and I want him to have him there with me. I want him to be the leader of what I'm going to say. I don't want it to be me. I want it to always be of God. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Through, I thank God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's what I want. That's how I want to live. And when I make mistakes, I try to bring myself back to that thought. Bring myself to that body of Christ so that I can walk the way that he wants me to walk in the will of God at all times. Amen? Amen. Heavenly Father, I thank you again for your words, your encouragement, the way out of whatever we've been in and where we're going, Lord. I thank you for everything that you've done in my life and everybody else's life here, Lord. If there's anybody here watching, watching on videos or TV, wherever they are, let this be the time, let this be the place that they accept you, Lord. They just repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I know you're the Son of God. Forgive me. Come into my heart and live. I want to know you. Amen. With that said, Lord, Touch everybody's heart. Everybody who's here, everybody who's struggling with something that they don't want to talk about, but you know what it is, Lord. Touch their hearts. Give them peace. Let them know that the peace comes from you and nothing else but you. The greatest peace in the universe comes from your heart to our heart, Lord. Lift us up. Encourage us and bless us. In Jesus' precious name, amen. amen.